Welcome to the official Scottish Rugby podcast with Caroline Blair and Chris Patterson. We are back inside the Scotland training camp, uh, Scotland camp, ahead of this weekend's trip to France. Now, who better to look ahead <laughs> to that game than Scotland's scrum coach and former France prop Peter de Villiers? Great to have you. How are you doing? Hi, Caroline. Thank you very much. Yeah, good, good to be with you. Um, good after two wins. That obviously is, you know, better going into the French game with two wins on the on the back of two wins. So it's been a good week at camp or a good start and looking forward to what's coming up. On those two wins, how much do you look back now that those have been a fallow week as well? Is there still an element of looking back or is it all look ahead to, to, to France on Sunday? All gone. All, all gone. gone. I think yeah. it's a good thing. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good thing. It's probably probably where the team has grown a bit is there's a bit more maturity yeah. in, in terms of it was a good win, the boys were happy, um, but there probably is still a bit more in us, so mm. that hopefully is a good, pla- a good place to be. Um, you know, we've, we've got things to fix still before France, and we also moving up a, a step, I think, France yeah. being two in the world and a very physical team, so yeah, that's positive. Is that something that's changed then, I'm sensing, because you mentioned the maturity of the team. Is, is that a case that perhaps in times gone by, we might have had to spend a bit more time looking at the previous game, but this is very much a case of it's done, it's parked. Yeah, if I, th- if I think back on some of the previous wins we've had, England, for example, in that first game, and it was such a, a bunch of joy after after such a game and, and a great achievement. But maybe we might have dwelled on it a bit and you know not um, not moved on to the next game quick enough and and you know trying to be better. So I think hope we've grown. We hopefully see that on Saturday. But the group is in a in, in a good space in terms of wanting to be better, which is which is good. It's not that much about the result, but more about like enjoying the process and being passionate about the process and getting things right. You've mentioned well, it's great to hear that, and you can see it as well. But you've mentioned that it'll be a step up again against France. <coughs> you've got was it six to nine times cap front row. You know yeah. a bit about the the French mindset, the French psychology, what to expect. So you've you've said already it'll be a step up. Where do you think the the biggest step up will be in terms of what France or full computer. Well, I think if, firstly, f- f- French-wise, they they might not have had the best start, but I think it's a team that can, from one game to another, yeah. be a total different ball game. Mm. So we we need to expect that um, they'll be very physical mm. as as they like to be. They've got a fine-tuned game plan in terms of putting pressure on defensively and also with a kicking game. Um, Trying to maybe squeeze us out of what we normally do well, so that'll be that'll be very important. How did you prepare when you played for France to play against Scotland? Did you prepare any differently, or what did you expect well, we, from Scotland? When you we played? we always knew that Scotland on attack would be a threat. Yeah. Um, you know, you had a good boot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we um, we, knew, we, we knew you had a good scrum. We, we knew we, we knew we had to uh, we knew we had to squeeze Scotland. Yeah. Um, we, we had to make things difficult physically. physically set piece, piece wise yeah. was always a big thing for us yeah. to to put Scotland under pressure set piece wise, and and another aspect was defensively as mm-hmm. well. You know, because Scotland was a team that likes playing mm-hmm. ball in hand. You know, we knew that if defensively we could, we'd, we'd put them under pressure and. France would probably be similar in a similar kind of mindset, I'd say. Mm. On that, how do you think France will be preparing for this game in terms of the Scotland scrum and in terms of how Scotland are playing? I think think it will be similar. So um, France have probably gone away a little bit from their club scrum mindset, uh, where clubs like to be very uh, bolsterous and attacking, aggressive. Mm. 
sometimes individual they've got a bit more of a team uh, approach or a bit more of a unit approach where it's not as attacking but very sound and secure which probably fits in with what referees expect in, uh, at, at this level um, but defensively speaking they are brilliant in creating turnovers because they thrive on that and then you know create turnover opportunities and they've got lots of pace or individual excellence to go and score tries and they'll try and get that right so we, we must expect defensively a big a big effort and Kicking game wise, I yeah. think too. Yeah, they, they'll kick long. They've got an excellent kicking game. Dupont kicks really well. Intermat kicks long. Ramos at fullbacks. And, and a lot of their game, quite similar to how actually find place for Ras and kick long. They look for yeah. that territory. But um, there'll be loads of opportunities. It's, it's going to be a cracker. Just a couple of things on Scrum before we move too far away from it. The, um, <laughs> you mentioned that control element of the French Scrum there, the mm -hmm. French national team, probably now more than it used to be, but it was aggressive and almost a statement of intent to blast whoever he came up against he kind of hinted at that's maybe still the case in the in the French club scene do you think that kind of sign of control within the scrum has been mirrored in their control across the park in terms of discipline and their attack they are a much more composed no. unit aren't they I think there's been a, a, a huge effort with regards to referee perception yeah um, it's probably started with their scrum but also not making errors not mm. giving away soft penalties mm. and probably in their in their preparation towards the World Cup as well they've, they've, they've brought in Jerome Garces um, referee wise to, to work with the coaches as well and make mm. sure that they grow in that area as well mm. probably something that the French in the past have been been guilty of as discipline well certainly not anymore you know mm. so they've grown there and they've and they probably one of the better perceived scrums mm -hmm. uh, referee wise which you know so that is a, a challenge in itself up to us to to do well in that department as well but I, I, we scrum quite similar mm -hmm. actually we also like to have longer scrums and 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 and, and good long battles so if if it gets to that it'll be a mm. hopefully a noble noble scrum day how do you i love that a noble <laughs> scrum day <laughs> how do you how do you do that with scotland as well because having that relationship with the referee particularly at scrum time is important so what's your message to your players in, in terms of that communication yeah that it's probably like a very live relationship so it can change perceptions change from one game to another so there's that constant effort to try and make sure that uh, we do what the referees need to see but at the same time there's there's a battle happening on field that needs to be dominated as well so there's a very fine line between getting right what you need to get right or getting go forward ball or getting penalties which is the probably the more aggressive side of it all mm -hmm. and then making the right choices when you go for those penalties in terms of selling good pictures too and getting the penalty or not getting penalized yourself so that mix is quite important we um we obviously want to create a good platform and obviously maybe get under the french skin a bit and, and that department doing well set piece wise against them is mm -hmm. going to be important so that's where we need to build a bit of pressure you know hopefully hopefully just one last one and comes from me. Really. <laughs> they can see the influence it has in the game and the, the influence it has on the, the tone of the game, the your ability to attack or defend or impose yourself physically or psychologically, but that's probably greater than ever. But the number of scrums is probably fewer than ever yeah. in the mm. game, isn't it? Yeah, it yeah. So it might only be what, five, six, yeah. up to eight opportunities yeah. to set that. So everyone's so important, isn't it? Well, yeah, I mean, spot Ireland, France, wasn't it? It was four, five, four, five in total, five. four for Ireland, one for France. Yeah. Yes, I mean, we've had very little own ball scrums to work with in yeah. terms of analysis and French ball, you know, so that's mm -hmm. 
once again, less opportunities to go and make a difference. Mm-hmm. But also, one error, penalty against you, mm-hmm. three points, and you know, so it's, it becomes even more important mm-hmm. to sell good pictures and, mm-hmm. and have good referee perception. On that, uh, quite controversially, a former Scotland international said just last week that you know there there could be an argument for taking the scrum out of the game altogether. And I mean, um, your face is hopefully going to tee this up quite nicely. This next question, but what's the case for the defence to that? I mean, you know, tell us the importance of the scrum. Ah, oh, the scrum is the cornerstone of the game. Yeah. Uh, we we need scrums in the game in the fifteen-man code because it is a generator of space I think it, it, firstly because it fatigues players and later on in the game that creates space for, for the attacks it's it, it's a different kind of combat that's that, mm-hmm. that part of the 15 man code we can always move to league which you know is a different game but, but, but scrums that fatigue that it creates and that battle in the trenches is, is something that is really unique to 15 to 15 man code and um you know, I think we need that. You know, we can't go without it. And it's the inclusi- inclusivity of the yeah. game as well. Is that that's what makes it? You know, fifteen different shapes and sizes and power, power strengths and yeah. Well, I was as far yeah. away from a scrum as you could get, <laughs> and I'm one hundred percent for scrum. They have to be. It's a, They're a great. It's, it's a cornerstone. Yeah. It is. It's a. It's a unique part of the game that has to remain it and it has to be valued. You just look at the conversation we just had about the importance of it and that's before you get the one-on-one yeah. battles that's before you get the, yeah. the physical combat and the strength yeah. and the technique and ultimately to create space for somebody like me playing in the back three or play at ten you yeah. need as many people in a small space of the pitch as possible and the scrum yeah. does that as well as offer a combat so it's uh, it's essential and you get games that are I sometimes feel sorry for the scrum or, or, or players because <coughs> You get some games where the scrum isn't an issue, mm-hmm. and then every now and again you get yeah. one where it is a bit tedious. There is a yeah. long time. Too many resets, maybe. So or <laughs> and we would sometimes try and tinker the laws or change the laws or set this up. From a safety point of view, absolutely, I get it. But if the scrum's not a problem in every game, the laws can't be the problem. Mm-hmm. It's a mindset mm. of players and coaches. So yeah. Um, no. Yeah, I would never go in one, but I'm desperate. <laughs> <laughs> five foot one, yeah. seven and a half stone. I don't think I'd be welcome either, to be honest. I wouldn't be able to pack much of a bunch in there. Um, just another, I mean, we've said we'll, we'll drop scrum, but we can't speak, to, you can't speak to yourself, Peter, without asking about them. Scrum school as well, that's been a hugely important thing too in yes. terms of driving this part of the game mm. forward. So what are your thoughts on the scrum school and the importance of getting more, particularly front row players coming through? No, very important. I think I think Scotland has got the players, yeah. um, the, the, the explosiveness, um, the, the, like the, st- the stocky players with uh, with explosive power, they are in Scotland. Mm. So now it's a question of how do we get to them? How do how do we do a good selling job on them? Mm. Because the scrums probably isn't the most easiest to sell. Um, so we need to get them into it younger, and you know, get them get them into the the strength and conditioning skills, and make their mums happy with the fact that they're doing mm. scrums as well. So mm. make them strong, neck resistant. You know, that's so we so we need the scrums to go out there, find those players, and then get them get them to be keen about scrummaging. Because if you do it well, 
you'll be proud of what you're doing and you'll enjoy the game you're playing and you know you'll ask any player on a team if the scrum goes well the backs are very happy as much as they don't want anything to do with it Correct. they're happy with a good scrum <laughs> do you know what's lovely about this Ross has got a smile on his face now but every time you mention the word scrum Peter you have this amazing smile on your face <laughs> you can say it's carried a long no, time did you always want to get any coaching no no, no. I uh, when I stopped playing we family traveled back to South Africa and uh-huh. I went out f- for a different reason and then a friend of mine got me into working with a few props in uh, a local club in Cape Town that right. wasn't even professional so I started working with these individuals and then from there onwards yeah. I, I got into coaching and actually yeah. loved it yeah, so it was a it was a interesting journey in the yeah. sense that I've never thought I'd do it and then quickly got involved with the Springboks in South Africa and then that was yeah, and then the scrum laws changed, and that got me thinking. And Rusty Rasmus was very good actually yeah. as well, because he, uh, as I got involved with SA Rugby, said, Pete, write me your scrum book, your scrum manual. You know, and that got obviously got me thinking of right, what 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 is every step of? And did that make you? Because you'll have if you say right, a, a scrum book for somebody who's so much experience, the book could be massive. I mean, it could be, <laughs> you know, almost volume, unlimited. Volume one. Did to that? 20, yeah. yeah. Did that focus you to? Absolutely. Find the priorities of this club and become the cornerstone. That, that yeah. got, because as a player, I, you, know, you never think as if you're a coach. And there wasn't as much peer-to-peer coaching at the time. Yeah. It was more about a coach coming down. You learn your own lessons. and You yeah. almost keep it for yourself. Whereas nowadays, brilliant players mm. share with each other. But that process got me to start thinking mm. of, okay, well, you, you can scrum. But how you teach a scrum, you know mm. that, and that it was. You know, I still, I still learn today. But that mm. really got me going, and then got me mm. enjoying the coaching. Yeah. Um, I mean, you're, you're mm. now in Scotland. You've been here for what three? This is your third year. Fourth year, year now. Yes, yeah, moving yeah, into fourth year. Yeah, yeah that's year. right. Mm. Uh, in terms of the coaching dynamics here, too, talk to us a bit about that and how you how you operate as a system and how you how you all get on. Brilliant, <laughs> you know. Uh, people from all over the world um the funniest one is the one from the borders that's john, john <laughs> that's dale, john dale. <laughs> that's john dale he he, he cracks us john up was bold under 18 captain did he tell you that yes he did did he, he did. also <laughs> tell you that he used to beat me to the 10 position before he moved to 12 <laughs> he did. and then he ended up in the back row yeah I didn't yeah, know. Uh, yeah so we're, we're loving the dynamics um you know steve coming in from from wales as well i think gregor is doing a brilliant job at the helm of, of it all, whether it be the the off side, the off off field culture work and the on field management of the coaches and giving each person his mm-hmm. space to develop and take space and, and and take part in the group. It's been fantastic. I say this with the greatest <coughs> of respect, but you've been around the game a, a while. Yeah. <laughs> How important is that in terms of, you know, Gregor does talk a lot about culture, yeah. and we are really seeing it. It feels like there's a real set system yeah. here in place and that that is is at the heart of it yeah it's absolutely at the heart and you and you can feel the importance of it and and, and he obviously drives it all the time i think COVID has helped us as well it, it it's mm. it's made us do a lot of the time we didn't play we did a lot of meetings with other coaches mm. different disciplines different codes uh greg is huge on that and we actually took a hell of a lot out of that uh, then when he started playing with COVID, it was once again about what happens here inside the group rather than the possibility to connect with, with mm-hmm. other people. It was all about like, right, what can we get out of this? And we got so much out of it, you know, in terms of connection, in terms of the coffees w- was organized with us speaking non-rugby, 
well, it will last for half an hour yeah. and then it'll get into rugby. But those connection moments were good, like the sharing of personal stories, non-rugby once again, I think all brought for a massive amount of connection and that is bit by bit come through. And I think every player or person in the group today feels that he can be here. You know, there's no, there's no need to conform to a certain, there's no expectation of, 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 of who needs to be where and what. It's all about accepting the individual and Craig has been brilliant there. How important is that for you? Because you've family are, you know, not here most of the time. That, Absolutely, that, that really helps you Absolutely. as well. I guess as well as the players. It's, it's a family away from home. You yeah, know, I've, I've with COVID sometimes, once with a three month stint away yeah. from home. You know, yeah. and if you haven't got a strong earth connection yeah. over here, it it, yeah. it becomes long. It becomes yeah. long. I remember we've had once a, a death of a family member. You know, you're on your own, but now yeah, the group is here, and that was mm. it was brilliant. Now, so we definitely grew stronger as a group, and it, I think it's coming through on on field mm. as well. My rugby is a uh, is a game where it's about the war in the trenches a bit. Yeah. You know, if I can use a bit of an old school terminology, mm. but it, it's it, it, if you feel for the man next to you, you're going to be bringing more, and you know that's that's important. Looking ahead to this weekend, the trip to the Stade de France. It's quite the stadium. Yes, <laughs> what, quite what a stadium. What your memories, I guess, of playing there, and, and what are you telling the guys yeah, to, to prepare for? A few club games there as well. Mm. Yeah. A few club games yeah. as well. We were fortunate to play yeah. a few like normal club games there yeah. with Stade Francais yeah. at the mm -hmm. time, and then a few finals, and then obviously the French games with eighty thousand people, mm -hmm. and obviously there'll be memories popping up on, on on Saturday, and then probably one of the best memories was um, winning there without yeah. a single person in the crowd yeah. two years ago which was very special as well why was that so special talk to us about that from from your perspective well, well France at that time you know that was probably that was the last game mm -hmm. they've lost uh, since the recent loss Story, I think yeah. so they probably had like a, I think an 18 was an 18 run win or something like that um, so historic against a team that was really on the up and uh, on our own, no, 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 no supporters, and once again, you know, coming back at the end of that game to go and make the difference after 85 minutes, 14 men. Um, so that was probably you know, in an era where we already recognised or mm -hmm. identified to to grow resilience, fighting back, staying in the fight, and that was probably proof of everything we've we've worked on or achieving what we've worked on. So it was a brilliant one for us, you know, especially you know personally as well. You. You always feel as if you can stand proud, you know, when you mm. play against your, whether it be France or South Africa, it's, you know, you, you, you can stand proud. You've, you've done a good <laughs> job. <laughs> you know, yeah. so, so it was, yeah, it was lovely. But it'll, it'll be tough again on Saturday and we, and we will enjoy it. You know, we've become more and more resilient and we've still got to grow, but we like those challenges now and we, 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 we like taking that challenge up. One of the things that I noticed from the Eng England game in particular was the sound coming from the travelling support. It was quite incredible at Twickenham uh, and that really shone through the noise. What does it mean to you when you have that travelling support away with you and, and for those that are travelling to France this weekend to Paris? It, it was incredible. I've been involved in Twickenham a few times in my career. Mm -hmm. It was probably mm -hmm. the most impressive opposition uh, support that I've experienced there. Um, amazing. So, um, uh, and even when we drive into uh, Murray Field, mm -hmm. when you know the home games happen, the previous game with um, 
yes. getting off the bus at Dodie's Dodie's yeah. statue and walking in was really special with you know everyone there. So the it's important to the team. I think the you know the team is is connected to to the supporters and that and that. Uh, brilliant to have them there whether it be at home and, and hopefully again in France this weekend oh, we teed that up really well hasn't <laughs> <laughs> no, it's, it's so exciting I, I, and you add all that the motion the, the the connection to it with the fact that you've got two teams that want to play with fantastic players with fantastic attitude it is, it's the well it's the two unbeaten the only two unbeaten teams in the, the championship well both with room for improvement both probably I was a little bit disappointed with elements of the opening two games. Um, I take that back. France were beating them. No, Ireland. I was going to say yeah. Ireland beat yeah. France. Yeah, that's just because you're so used to them winning. That's yeah. it. But, uh, yeah. but I think it's the number one and two in the world. Yeah, in Ireland, France. Yeah, yeah, yes. and also yeah. France haven't had a home game yet either. So no. the the furore around that and yeah. representing the people in Paris is something else that we'll have to deal with. And I'm sure we will. It will be it will be it will be big in terms yeah. of the physicality in the beginning of the game as well because France is. A proud team and mm. they they react with passion so the, the last game against Ireland will be there will be a huge reaction from France we I'd expect mm. so we up to us to be up for that and there'll be a huge storm to to weather in the beginning and then hopefully we can take them into the pace that we can bring to the game well, hopefully, the, hopefully the fallow weeks given them a wee, <laughs> a wee moment to have a, have a bit of quiet um, but just on that finally as well I mean it, it comes at this point where you have a you know the historic two wins first time since mm. 1996 that we've won the opening two games mm. in the Guinness Six Nations um, ultimately in camp I suppose it's your job it's the players job and the coaching staff backroom staff to just shut the door to a lot mm. of any excitement and noise around it is that the case because you've got the two home games after this one against Ireland and Italy yeah. to round off the tournament mm. uh, but this is the one that's in front of you Absolutely, we try and lo- not to look too far too far ahead. And Gregor once again has been has been brilliant in like setting the tone in terms of what what needs to be done. And I think everyone feels that there's 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 more to come. There they need there need to be more against what's going to be coming. Um, we can improve, and that's and that's where the you know the boys have been stuck on that and identifying what can we do better. Let's get onto that process and, and just get stuck on that rather than getting ahead of ourselves and looking too far ahead. Better get the passport packed out. <laughs> <laughs> Peter, thank you so, so much for your Good time. Job. We could talk to you all day, every day about scrummaging. We had Sander and, <laughs> Sander and Pierre on uh, not, yeah. not so long ago and they were entertaining in a very different way too. <laughs> but it's always such a pleasure yeah. uh, to speak to you. So thanks so much for Can't joining speak. us thank you. on thank the you official mate. Scottish Rugby podcast. And you can keep across all of the latest news and content via scottishrugby.org and of course Scottish Rugby's social media channels too. Mossy and I will be back next week inside the Scotland camp with more exclusive news and access on the official Scottish Rugby podcast.